You're listening to Jeff is Moody. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Jeff is Moody Airlines. Uh, We have been cleared for takeoff. So please, board, sit down, relax. Tray tables out, seats back. We don't follow rules and regulations here. We'll be taking off shortly. Um, Enjoy the fight. Kings. Queens. My brothers, my sisters, my people. Welcome to the Jeffers Moody Show with DJ Naturel. Great talk, great music. Adult only, you know? Listen, we will laugh, we might cry, we will think, we will be motivated, we will be inspired, but most of all, we will be entertained. With that being said, kick back, relax, we got you. You are now traveling with numero uno. The number one flight through the talk show skies is the Jeffers Movie Show. Let's go. Enjoy the bounce. Young Sean, I'm going to tell you this week. What up, family? How y'all doing, man? I'm talking to my nephew right now. I'm talking, talking to my post producer right now. I'll tell you right now, young Sean, uh, I'm going to keep it real with the fam. I, I always do, you know, but the truth of the matter is, by the time they hear this show, it's going to be Monday. Show had to get done as early as possible because, you know, annually I co-host a, a Super Bowl party out in Loganville, Loganville, Georgia every year. You know what I'm saying? And I got I'm, I'm obligated to do that with Uncle Fred and my brother from another God blessed mother, Anthony Hogan. And we throw down every year, man. So I had to get this show done early. So young Sean, uh, Ain't going to be no, no, I ain't going to congratulate nobody because I don't know who won the damn Super Bowl yet. <laughs> hey, tell the people the truth, man. You know, you know, sometimes the show got to get done early. That's just the way I work, man. Get it done when you can get it done. I don't want to be faking it. You know, you know, you know, people, hey, young shot, people, people will come on and act like they just left the Super Bowl. Not me. I don't know who won. And, and, and we ain't waiting to the last minute to talk about no damn Super Bowl. Because to be honest with you, I barely watched the game, uh, uh, to be honest. Because I'm too busy eating and drinking and networking and socializing. And also, if the New York Giants ain't playing Young Sean, I really don't give a shit who's playing. <laughs> Got be. Yeah, what, what? What y'all say? Somebody say something slick? Oh, the New York Giants ain't, ain't one... Ain't, ain't won a bowl in seven years. What, what? You better be a Patriot or a Pittsburgh Steeler or something talking reckless like that. We just won in 2012. The hell you talking about? Get out of here. So, yeah, young Sean, we don't know who won. And honestly, we don't care. 
But in you, for those of you that listen, I hope you enjoyed the game yesterday. And whoever you was rooting for, I hope they won. Young Sean, are you good? Because it's about time to give them what they used to, man. You good? You got your Kool-Aid? You prepared to cover your ears in case I go off the rails as I usually do every week? All right, young boy. You 16 now. We raising you in the ways. You good? Are you sure? Mom good? Dad good? School good? Life good? Being a good young man? All right. Let's go head on and give our people what they used to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see you. I see you. Uh, sir, ma'am, I swear. Each and every week, you in that section over there, you are always far too kind. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. All my people over there, and over there, and over there, at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and, of course, ReachOneNetwork.com. For all of my iPhone and iPad users, please download the free BeatBreak 87FM app for your iOS device in your app store. Family, if you want to contact me, hit me up on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody Show, or you can text me your comments and or questions to 678-386-5331. Once again, family, text me at 678-386-5331. If you enjoy DJ Naturels, if you enjoy the blazing, grown and sexy ATL traffic mix each and every week, please hit her up on all social media and let her know that you appreciate her hard work and talent. Hit her up at DJ Naturel. That is Naturel with an E, N-A-T-U-R-E-L. That is on all social media. DJ Naturel. Family, I will be your pilot for this three-hour flight. So kick back, relax if you can, even if you cannot. I guarantee you that we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to the Jeff is Moody show while you're on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. Really quickly, young Sean, I want to send my condolences out. There was a uh, there was a, a serious accident um, on, on Interstate 85 in Georgia on Jimmy Carter Boulevard. I do believe that a driver lost, I think two drivers lost their lives. God bless you. God bless your families. Uh, we care about everybody. And you know, uh, commuters and drivers are, are such a big part of this show. They, they, they are the majority of listenership to this show. And um, so, you know, we're all family. Um, I didn't know you guys or anything, but it's always unfortunate when people lose their lives. So, you know, on behalf of the Jeff is Moody show, we want to wish you guys condolences as well as your family ring the bell for you god bless one love one love to all my family who listen while you work or play and you choose the jeff is moody show whether you're in the gym in the house wherever you are if you are listening i thank you now family we got a great show for you today as usual but before i get into today's show i just want to talk to my single people real quick about you guys in this dating thing you know we had a conversation over the weekend about dating and i know that modern day daters are crazy young sean are you are you dating yet you got a little lady friend you like young boy sippy kool-aid just you know, play the bounce well, well young sean don't overcomplicate it 
Don't overcomplicate. Nephew, don't overcomplicate it, man. What the hell is wrong with you daters of this? What's wrong with y'all? So, so I'm having this conversation, and it's with a guy and a girl, and they're just telling me about the things that daters have to do nowadays. You guys predate and test date and you warm up and your online date and you cat and mouse and you, you do so fucking much and and, and and then when it don't work you seem to hold it against the entire opposite gender like it's everybody's fault when you're over preparation for dates or your over complication of dating should I say it fucks things up now, I know what some of you are saying that are used to hearing this show Moody you've been married 25 years what do you know I know plenty. I dated before I was married. Wasn't as complicated as this shit. And you want to know something? Y'all can't even really break down why you're making it so complicated. Besides the fact y'all are just nutty. Y'all are just nutty. It's just, can I be honest with y'all? Can I be honest with y'all real quick? Let me just say something. Just like in my era of dating, you're a bunch of imperfect people who are out here seeking perfection from someone else. But you're not perfect. So you come out with all these expectations that you yourself can't meet. You come out with childish, you got childish ways about you, even though you're an adult. I don't want to be pissing anybody off. I'm just telling y'all the truth. I mean, this is the your verbal raw dog talk. You know what I'm saying? So they would, so, so the young lady was telling me about one of her predates. Now I found out about predating uh, uh, last year or something like that. And so, so you guys go on a date that's not really a date. It's like a date to see if you want to go on a date. <laughs> you know, Sean's pre-dating. And then y'all sit there, y- y'all, the way y'all get to know each other first, it's been studying each other's Facebook and whatever profile, right? And then when, when it, if, if it's, if, 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 a lot of the ladies... They're like, yo, it's no use in us even taking a step further if you have a tiny penis. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Sean, I, I, I'm, I'm curbing my language uh, to begin the show because I would like to start the show out with a clean mouth. <laughs> so, so I said, have you, have you ever got a penis pick? She was like, yeah. That's how I know because what's the use of me dealing with you if if I know you have a packet? And I was like, you know, you know, how like insane you sound. The dudes are no better though because because the homie he was like, yeah, nah, well, you know, I I get vagina pics and da da da. It's just that's just part of the game. Like that, that's how it works. Is that how it works? Is that why you guys keep failing at dating? Yo, fellas, how does a vagina pic look? Ladies, how's a dick pic look? Pause. Casino, is that a pause? Should I have said pause? Pause? The, the, the reason I'm asking is because do these picks, so so a guy sends you his pick, right, ladies, and, and, and he got a big one. All right, cool. Uh, does that pick show the herpes that's on on his dick? Did I say dick? Ah, oh, shit. Fuck it. I fucked up already. Does it show the herpes that's on his penis? <laughs> Fellas, what kind of vag pick do do ladies sing you? 
And and is it like an open vag? Do they open it up? Like does does it does it show you the uh, chlamydia in the vag? You see little crabs running around in there? No, no, not 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 at all. But y'all need them to know if you're gonna go forward. So when y'all get together, is it like a SDT, STD thing? Like y'all overcomplicated. Listen, this dating thing is really not that fucking complicated. Uh, people meet somebody. Hook up with them in a safe place. If you don't like each other, don't fuck with each other. Don't talk about wasting y'all time because y'all cannot tell me that y'all have wasted more time dating like fucking people with with brain power as opposed to pre-dating and and sub-dating and post-dating and diagonal dating, young Sean, and all kind of, God damn it, just go out. Jesus Christ. And, and do y'all call each other on the phone? These two told me they, well, you know, we tag. It's just, it's like, okay, so, so Jeff, you're a dinosaur, though. You fucking right I'm a dinosaur, young Sean. I'm happy to be a dinosaur. You see somebody you like, introduce yourself. Get their number. It's all right to send texts. I know we're in the age. I get it. But call somebody. Hear their voice. Guess what? I could have made this a segment. Well, it is a segment. Fuck it. Guess what, folks? A lot of times on that first phone conversation, you can tell if you're going to actually go out on a physical date with somebody. But y'all don't talk no more. Y'all look at profiles and pics and and you're twerking and you go out with her because she twerk real good on the shit. And you go out with him because he posed in front of the right car. And he sent you a pic and had a nice looking penis, although you don't know if that's actually his penis that he sent you. You guys are maniacs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. As they, 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 you married, that's why I, I hate married motherfuckers. They think they perfect. Nah, we ain't perfect. We far from perfect. I'm just saying y'all crazy as fuck. So it's not really that complicated. Maybe next week I'll do a segment. You know what I'm going to do? Next week for the fam, I'm going to teach y'all how to date. We're going to take it back to dating basics. Jeff is moody style. It's time for Dr. Jeff Love to come out. Jeff Love appears every couple of weeks on the show anyway. All right. Stop overcomplicating it. Y'all are, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are maniacs. He, he, sent you the, he sent you the penis pic. Didn't even know if it's his penis. Has that penis been up in another man? I'm just asking. Here's what we have uh, for you today on the Jeff is Moody Show. No, you didn't need to cover your ears for that. Young Sean just played bounce. For Jim News today, I'm going to talk about Kobe, but uh, I'm not so much talking about his crash per se, because unfortunately, you've heard enough of that. I'm going to explain to you all why I didn't choose to talk about Kobe when it happened. Uh, when this most unfortunate incident happened, I had more than enough time to include it in last Monday's show, but I didn't. And I'm going to tell you guys why I did not include uh, uh, Kobe and those eight other unfortunate people. Why I didn't include it in last week's show. We also have dumb shit news for you today. A couple was kicked off of an airplane because of their excessive, unpleasant uh, body odor. And they say it is because of anti-Semitism. Also, as the entire world seems to be getting dumber and dumber, thanks to the coronavirus, sales of the actual Corona beer have declined. (laughs) Oh, man, we're not getting any smarter. 
and a guy tries to barter some vagina with a hamburger. I'm not kidding. I'm not making it up. And that's why I created Dumb Shit News. Uh, then today, fam, we have five reasons not to have sex with you. So last week on Instagram and FB and around and about, I asked for three reasons why you wouldn't have sex with someone. The results are in, and we're going to talk about that today. Now, I'm going to give you guys five. I just asked certain people for three. All right. Um, also, psychologists say that couples who argue the most are more in love and stay together longer. Now, that's interesting because I've been married for 25 years, approaching 25 years, and, and this might really explain some things. <laughs> of course, as you all know by now, I do not get into the meat of the show until I give you all that what? That's right, fam. Moody Motivation is on deck. Because we all need to know that we have the ability to be great. And today I'm going to talk to you about running the same race and having different winners. Because we're all in this race called life. But somebody lied to you and told you that only the first person across the finish line wins. All right. They were wrong. And I'm going to break it down for you today. Then from five o'clock or so uh, till 6 p.m. when we close the show, the ATL traffic mix with DJ Naturell is in full effect. We have all of that and more for you today, fam. It's a packed show as usual. So get ready for this three hour flight because verbal raw dog season has officially begun. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on BeatBreak87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show with DJ Naturell on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and, of course, ReachOneNetwork.com. And family, it's time for a little bit of Moody Motivation. You know, in the next segment I do, I'm going to be talking about this society's insatiable and addictive nature to, to just be first. The first with this, the first with that, the first to report, the first to know. And in life, we're all running a race, right? If you think about it, all of us are in a race with this thing called life because we're not guaranteed to be here forever. But in this race called life, there is more than just one reason for crossing a finish line. So you have to kind of know what you're racing for. And you have to kind of know why you're racing. Because even though we're in the same race called life, there can be different winners. But so many of us are locked and loaded on, I have to be the first person to cross that line. And everybody else after me is a loser. And if I should happen to be behind someone else, I'm a loser. Somebody told you that, somebody told you wrong. It could be the same race and different winners. Because the truth is, many of us are running this race for different reasons. And the secret to winning the race called life is, don't try to keep up with any of the other contestants. Run your pace. Plot your strategy. Don't worry about who's ahead of you. Don't worry about who's behind you. We're all racing for something. 
corporate success, educational success. You know, we could be into the arts, you know, music, musicians, painting, dancing, whatever the case may be, acting. Some of us are racing for relationship success and we think if, if we don't establish a relationship and if, and if we don't get it and we don't get married first and we don't have babies first and we don't do this, then we're losing because we don't want to be second to anyone else. Run your own race, run your own pace. If you look at a lot of marathons, there are people there running for various reasons, right? Look at a Boston Marathon. Look at any marathon. Some people are really running because the only thing they can accept is being first across that line. But guess what? Other people are running just to finish the race. Other people are running to prove something to themselves. Other people are running to prove that I do have it in me to finish what I start. And they're all winners. You see, the person that comes across the finish line last but they accomplish the mission of their race, they win just as much as the person that crossed the finish line first. As soon as you realize why you are racing, and as soon as you carry out that mission, you're a winner. You don't have to keep up with the crowd. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You don't have to be the first person with the newest sneakers or clothes or cars or hairdos. You have to do what is right by you. That's how you win this race called life. Now, if you're super competitive, perhaps you can go to a CrossFit competition. You know, we're, we're the winners, the top dog. But guess what? Even in competitions like that, people are competing for themselves. They're running these races to prove something to yourself. Family, you have nothing to prove to anyone except yourself. And if you do have anything to prove to anyone, then you will do it at your pace and not theirs. We're not here forever. There's examples of it every day. Don't spend your time on planet Earth running a race for everyone else where you lose rather than running a race for yourself where you guaranteed to win. Find your purpose, find your cause, run your race, and you win. Just something to think about. Smoothie motivation, y'all. We'll be right back with Jim Lewis. Run at your pace. It's an automatic win. We'll be back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. We're back. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. Young Sean, I should have informed the family uh, when the show first started that I bit the living brakes off of my tongue. I don't even know how I'm talking. I feel weird. I don't know if I sound weird. But you know how people are. Now that I said I, I bit my tongue, everybody be like, man, Moody sound weird. Oh, God, we're so programmable, man. And, and speaking of that, let's do gym news. And I just have one item. I really want to give you my take on it, and you guys tell me how you feel about it. So last Sunday, January 26th, 
uh, in California. Retired 41-year-old NBA legend and sports and cultural icon, Kobe Bryant. He perished in a helicopter crash along with his beautiful 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant, and seven other victims. Now, before we move on and I give you my take on this, not that my take is any take of authority, it's just my take. Let me inform you, in case you didn't know, or unfortunately for some of us, in case you didn't care who the other seven victims were. They were, and God, please forgive me if I uh, say their names improperly. I'll do my best. John Altabelli, 56 years old, and his wife, Carrie Altabelli, 46 years old and their daughter Alyssa Altabelli 14 years old a whole family I think I read somewhere where I don't know if it was this family or, or, or some other victims that were on the helicopter that there's another kid that was supposed to be on the plane and stayed home I don't know if they were sick or something like that Three people from one family. Also lost was Christina Mauser, 38 years old. Also perished, Sarah Chester, 45 years old, and her daughter, Peyton Chester, 13. And also the pilot, Ara Zobayan, 50 years old. They all died when the helicopter they were riding slammed into a hillside on last Sunday morning. Now, I just want to give you guys some, just let me give you guys just some quick information because I don't really want to talk so much about the the actual crash and Kobe's NBA status and anything like that. I want to talk about something else. According to alleged reports from news outlets and also um, the the uh, the uh, the airline safety organization, um, excuse me, y'all, I don't have that note in front of me. The name of this helicopter was a Sikorsky S-76A, and reports say that it wasn't equipped with a crash warning system that is meant to tell a pilot if they are flying too low and could hit something. The device sets off alarms in the cockpit if the pilot is flying too close to a building or hillside. But federal regulators are unsure whether whether the device, known as a Terrain Awareness Warning System, TAWS, would have helped the pilot make it through the foggy weather on the day of the crash. You know, they say it was so foggy up there that let me tell you, the LAPD suspended their helicopters from flying. And these folks are out there flying. But, you know, I'm not finger pointing. I'm just giving you a couple of details. It's also reported that the helicopter carrying Kobe and his passengers 
uh, did not have the legal authority to navigate with his instruments because the aircraft owner did not have the necessary federal certification, according to three sources familiar with the charter helicopter company's operations. Island Express Helicopters, which owned the Sikorsky S-76B, had a Federal Aviation Administration operating certification that limited its pilots to flying under what are known as Visual Flight Rules, or VFR, which for helicopters operating at low altitude require at least a half mile of daytime visibility and visual reference to the ground. The company did not have certification for its pilot to fly with instruments, said Kurt Dietz, a pilot and former safety manager at the company. The helicopter that crashed Sunday was owned by a charter company that was certified to operate under visual flight rules and it was not permitted to carry passengers in weather that limited visibility to the point that its pilots would need to fly solely based on their cockpit gauges. And this is coming from a former pilot for the uh, company. Now, when I first heard about the crash, to be honest with you, uh, I didn't pay it any mind for about 30 minutes or so. Because unfortunately, I know we live in a cruel, senseless world where, where sick people create online rumors of deaths of celebrities for for fun I guess so when I first heard that I glanced at my phone I was kind of typing some notes and doing some work so I shrugged it off because to be quite honest it it was the unthinkable and this is a part of our problem you see I don't think I would have thought it was unthinkable if it was just a helicopter full of what we call regular people I am very anti-celebrity I am not really a fan of anything I I know a bunch of celebrities I see a bunch of celebrities all the time I've interviewed celebrities do y'all know I barely got pictures with celebrities unless I'm personally cool with them I don't I don't do autographs I don't wear jerseys with people's names on the back of them I don't that's just not me if that's you that's fine but that's just not me but I even recognized within myself the reason I thought it was unthinkable I was like nah not Kobe yeah it's Kobe Bryant he couldn't die in a helicopter crash whether we know it or not this is a part of society's sickness this is a part of what has desensitized us death we've become cold hearted to people who we deem don't matter when they pass away so it wasn't about until 30 minutes till an hour later that I realized that this was actually true you know Kobe Bryant was dead it was a little later on that I realized that his child was with him and that that hurt me because I wasn't thinking about Kobe the basketball player I think when I first I think about that 30 minutes when I found out I think I was thinking about Kobe Bryant the basketball but the, the the celebrity sickness in me was thinking about the basketball player I don't even know if I was thinking about Kobe the human being 
Are you following me? When I found out his child was with him because I have a child, I was it was it hurt. And then it was confirmed definitely that there were nine people who lost their lives in an incident. Now, I understand why celebrity death hits certain people harder than the death of a quote unquote everyday person. Like I told you, I'm not in this celebrity worship and I don't loyally follow famous people of any sort. But the truth is that for many people, celebrities make an impact on their lives. They make a positive impact. Your favorite musician who sang that song that turned your life around or made you feel love for the first time. The actor or actress that played a role that impacted you personally or entertained you to the point where you became a fan. And the athlete who inspired you to play a sport you love. Even more, an athlete or a person or anyone that motivated you to want to be great. While I don't agree with celebrity obsession, for many people, I understand it. So for the first half hour of me finding out about Kobe's death, I, I did almost strictly think about Kobe the athlete, like I said, the lifetime Laker, the legend, the dude who dropped 81 on the Clippers, five rings, future ball, Hall of Famer, in my opinion, top 10 to ever play the game. Maybe top five. But family, I promise you that after that, I don't think I've thought about Kobe, the Laker, ever since. I've only thought about him like I've thought about every soul on the helicopter. I thought about the husband that won't see his wife again. I thought about the parent that won't see his or her kids again. I thought about the son who won't see his parents again. And then it was confirmed, when it was confirmed, that there were damn near whole families and children on a helicopter, including his daughter Gigi. I was sad. But I wasn't sad because Kobe was a celebrity or a legend. I was sad for Kobe's family the same exact way I was sad for all the families of the lost ones on board. There was no difference. You know, when it comes to life and death, because life is so fragile and it, and it comes at you so fast, I happen to be one of those handful of people in this society. I don't really separate celebrities from everyday people. You know, I don't. When a celebrity perishes in a crash, I, I don't feel any different as I do as I do for anybody that does. It's always a tragedy. When someone is sick and they pass away, I don't feel different because it's a celebrity. I feel bad for 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 anybody. It may sound to you like this is some kind of a cloaked attack on celebrity worship and maybe it is I don't cloak very well I kind of say what I'm going to say but, but I've never been just partial to someone just because they're a celebrity I've never been there's, there's nobody around me that can tell you any different 
I don't care if you're the biggest star in the world. My heart will ache for that unknown man or woman who perishes in a car crash or random shooting or heart attack or anything. It'll, it'll ache for them like it, like it may ache for you. And I'm telling you, I'm a person who was taught and raised to respect life. The life of all good people. And I don't differentiate. I wish Kobe's family healing. I wish safe travels for John Altabelli, his wife Carrie, and their daughter Alyssa, just 14 years old. Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, and her daughter Peyton, just 13 years old, and the pilot, Ara Zobayan. And I wish their families healing. Because I've been through devastation and I've been through tragedy and it hurts. But it's almost like these families didn't matter for a while because of the status of Kobe. And I think this is where we fall short of, short in our society. I think our obsession is dangerous. Spooks me out. Because I honestly think that there are a handful of people, not a handful. Unfortunately, I think we have a lot of people in this world that if we say, hey, you know, we could we could trade a Kobe and Gigi live, but everybody else on the helicopter has to die. What do you say? I think somebody would go, yeah, you people that are not his family, just basketball fans, just people that like Kobe sneakers. Our celebrity obsession is scary. And even though I know it's scary, and even though I don't agree with it, I still have to tell you once again, I understand because in this world, we judge people by wealth and accomplishment and, and not just life. We have some serious mental and spiritual problems in this country and society, fam. We have people who delight in tragedy, any kind of tragedy. They delight in it so they can be the first to hop on social media and report it. Like I told you in Moody Motivation, we have a serious problem in the society with being first. We have a serious mental, spiritual, and human decency problem in this country and society because we have people who delight in tragedy so they can create vicious rumor and add suspense to their rumor. Do you know that within just one hour, social media's pathetic portion of women and men had already spread rumor that all of Kobe's daughters were with him then they said his wife was with him then they said the whole family was with him then they said that retired Laker Rick Fox was with him do you know that Kobe's Bryant wife had to find out from TMZ that her husband was dead not from the authorities who could have brung maybe a little bit of clarity to her she knew her baby was with him do you see how cold we are do you know how sick you have to be to make a report and put it on social media, especially if you got a lot of followers? You know, not if you got 200 followers like me. I don't get a lot of social media support. I'm fine with it. You know how wicked and dark you have to be to create that? And the word gets around. And now you have frantic people that probably knew these families picking up these messages on, oh, the whole family was there. Wait, Rick Fox was there. Wait, this one was there. Wait, that one was there. 
Vanessa Bryant found out about her husband from TMZ. TMZ has no conscience because TMZ had to be first. Damn decency and damn this business. Damn integrity, this is business. But our society is so sick that TMZ has now become a reliable news source. And they're like everybody else. They're just willing to violate integrity to be that news source as long as they're first. And then we have people who may not know it, but they will burn in a mental state that is hell, that find joy in death. Like ABC reporter Matt Gutman, who incorrectly reported that all four Kobe's children were with him in a helicopter crash. Matt didn't take the time to research or wait. He just wanted to be first. We need to be first. Then there's Washington Post national political reporter Felicia Sanmez who in the wake of Brian's death on Sunday tweeted a link to a 2016 Daily Beast article with the headline, Kobe Bryant's disturbing rape case. You see, Felicia, who was suspended, then there was an outrage because she was suspended for being a devil. She probably was happy to see the ball player die, in my opinion. But she is so callous and hellbound that she didn't even care that the father and the husband also died. She didn't seem to mind that seven other people on board besides that father and his daughter died. She wanted to bring up a rape case that never went to trial and he never was found guilty of. Pop artist Jessica Simpson couldn't wait to hop on the social media and share some of the crash site as she attempted to, to, she wanted to, you know, disguise her thirst to be first uh, by paying respects to Kobe. How does that work, Jessica? See, Jessica took pictures, because it was like kind of in her backyard almost, down the slope, and she took pictures of the shattered and disintegrated helicopter and posted them, oh, in memory of Kobe. Bitch. You want to be first. And what about Disney heiress Abigail Disney, who I'm imagining wouldn't know about achieving greatness on her own if it slapped her in her pudgy, deformed ass? How about her addressing the rape allegations against Kobe in, in a 24-tweet thread on Saturday? She tweets more than the president. That urged people to avoid turning Brian into a god. And while the news was going around that this man, his child, and, and families, and, and, and the pilot were dead, she was bringing up allegations that he was never found guilty of, never went to trial, some 17 years ago. She wrote, the man was a rapist. Deal with it. Well, it's true, Abigail. Uh, athletes aren't God. But what do you know about God with your demonic self and by the way Abigail uh, the, the same way that Kobe was accused of raping a woman who later went out and bragged that she just fucked Kobe Bryant the same woman who had multiple men's DNA in her vagina the same way she accused Kobe of rape is the same way that many accuse and allege your grandfather to be a piece of shit sexist and racist oh yeah Abigail 
there's more solid evidence to support your grandpappy being a racist than there is of Kobe being a rapist. In your glass house with your stones, but I imagine we all throw them. Hi, Abigail. And let's not forget the bottom dwellers of social media who came out with helicopter jokes and laughter at this man's demise with almost none of them even taking a second to think about the other people in their families. People, we have a problem. I had ample time to run and record last week about that crash and have it ready for y'all last Monday. The Jeffers Moody Show could have been the Kobe Show last Monday. But I didn't do that because I still believe in respect. I still believe in human decency. And even though I'm not a power player in media, and even though I don't have a huge social media following, I didn't even want one person following my lead on misinformation and insensitivity. And I got thin as thick as a cinder block. But there has to be a human part of us family that catches on to how sick we are. And there has to be a portion of us that are willing to do something about it. I don't know what can be done with the people that are getting sicker every day. But all I can say to you is that if you killed off a man's whole family that wasn't even on board, if you put another basketball player on board that wasn't even on board, you're sick. Something's wrong with you. If you made up rumor and cracked the joke about a man or woman or anyone else that has done nothing to you, if you made a joke about the death of them and their child, you're sick. Something is wrong with you. And if you delighted in another person's demise that hasn't done anything to anybody, you know, I could I could see a proven rapist or or a KKK person that is hung and lent somebody. I can see how we can be insensitive to that. What about somebody that's never done anything to you? Don't you understand that your hatred for them really still shows that you have a deep obsession with that person at the same time? Do you know how obsessed you have to be with someone who's famous, who's never done anything or harmed you to laugh about them dying with eight other people? You're sick. And the problem is, maybe we're all sick. And what's even worse, maybe we don't even care. Travel safely to everyone on board. And while I don't believe that hell is fire and brimstone under the ground and heaven is up in the clouds, I do believe that it is a spiritual and mental state where you will suffer greatly or you will be rewarded greatly. I would tell you, you may think you're cool now flying high, but the wicked suffer. They sure do suffer more than the innocent and your time's coming. 
Bet.net. Jim News, y'all. We'll be right back with Dumb Shit News on the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the show, uh, uh, Young Sean. Hey, look, man. I know what you say. I know what you're thinking. I know. You're like, man, we, we, what is this, segment four? And, and you're like, man, I ain't had to cover my ears yet. He didn't even tell me to sip my Kool-Aid yet. I think I told you sip your Kool-Aid, boy, at the beginning of the show. But I got to tell you, man, we we ain't scripted like that. It, 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 hey, look, if we get to a point where I don't have to say cover your ears, then don't cover your ears, boy. Ring the bell. Play that dealer. We on dealer now. Um, wanted to get that off my chest. You know, Sean, this society, the reason we're in the shape that we're in is because we are easily duped and we embrace sickness. It is what we do. There's no getting around it. The only people that would debate you to death on that are the ones who probably know it, but don't want to openly acknowledge it. But let's do some dumb shit news. Are y'all ready for some dumb shit news? Now, you know, when I read this story, I, uh, I was trying to think of a way that I could get this across to y'all without getting booted off the air. And I realized that there is really no way to do it because I'm going to be honest. All right. So, Young Sean, this may be the last week. Or, or this may be the segment that mysteriously disappears from the show on Monday. Today. All right. Jewish couple kicked off a flight sues American Airlines. They were humiliated about complaints about their body odor. Yep. Youngin, let me tell you right now, sip your Kool-Aid. Now, now it's bear time. Yeah, I drink on the job. What? Uh, what? Anybody got a problem with that? Play that Dilla. <clears throat> Just not crack the brew. What's wrong with y'all? Now I want you to listen to this. An Orthodox Jewish couple is suing American Airlines for discrimination after being kicked off of a flight over body odor complaints. And they say being humiliated by a gate agent on their way off the plane. Jenny and Yahuda Yosef Adler and their 19-month-old daughter were booked on an American flight from Miami to Detroit on January 23, 2019, but were deplaned before departure over complaints about body odor, according to a federal lawsuit filed this week in the Southern District of Texas. About five minutes after the Adlers took their seats, an American Airlines gate agent approached the family saying there was an emergency and that they needed to get off the plane, court records show. Yehuda Adler of Southfield, Michigan, told the Washington Post last year that he and his wife were concerned something had happened with eight other with their eight other children who were at home. 
He said after they got off the plane, they were told they had been removed because of a stench, Adler told the Post. Uh, the couple was humiliated, frustrated, and left wondering about the real reason they were told to the plane. Obviously, there was a reason, Adler, who is Jewish, told the Post at the time, but I think it was an anti-Semitic reason. And Sean, play that Della. The family is now suing the airline for racial and religious discrimination and equal rights violations. The family is seeking uh, a jury trial and $75,000. American Airlines dispu uh, disputed the claim that its employees discriminated against the Adler, saying in a statement, none of the decisions made by our team in handling this sensitive situation were based on the Adler's religion. The statement said that the Adler family was asked to plane after multiple passengers and our crew members complained about Mr. Adler's body odor. The airline said it provided the family with hotel accommodations and meals and rebooked them on a flight to Detroit the next morning. A Jewish family was booted from a flight over body odor, but they say anti-Semitism is to blame. Young Sean, play that Dilla. <laughs> the opinions of Jefferson Moody do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Beat Break 87FM. Sean Garvey uh, sponsors, advertisers, employees, uh, broadcasters, all that. Interns, everybody. Young Sean ain't responsible for what I'm getting ready to say. No, I'm not about to be anti-Semitic at all. If that's what you was thinking. Nope, 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 nope. That's not it. Yehuda Adler told the Post last year that the alleged odor was a fairy tale and cover for the reprehensible discrimination exhibited to myself and the insensitive treatment I and my family received by AA staff. A person who spoke to the Post last year agreed with the airline that there was a stench and a woman who claimed to have been on the plane tweeted her agreement about the odor and said it had nothing to do with religion. According to the lawsuit, the Adlers were among the last people to board American Airlines Flight 1023, and they claimed they encountered hostility almost immediately after stepping aboard the plane. The flight's pilot told the family nothing on the plane was complimentary after Yehuda Adler, who was wearing a yarmulke, was asked the flight attendant for headphones, according to the complaint. Young Sean. Play that dealer while I go back and look at some. No, nah, no, nah, I know what y'all thinking. Oh, God damn it. Jeff is getting ready to say something. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just going back to look at something here real quick. All right, they said about five minutes. About five minutes. They said they were about five minutes into the flight, right? before all this happened. I'm reading it about five minutes after the Atlas took their seats, right? That's what it says. All right. So let me go back down here. Let me finish reading this. So the flight's pilot told the family nothing on the plane was complimentary after Yehuda Adler, who was wearing a yarmulke, asked the flight attendant for headphones, according to the complaint. The comment was nasty and humili humiliating. 
But Yehuda Adler ignored the pilot's vitriol and made his way to his assigned seat with his wife, who was wearing a, now I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, a sheetle, which is a wig worn as a hair covering by some Jews, the complaint said. The gate agent approached the family to tell them there was an emergency and they needed to exit the plane, yada, yada, yada. Once off the plane, the gate agent allegedly drove insult deeper by telling the family he knew Orthodox Jews bathed once a week, according to the complaint. American Airlines declined to comment on the action of the gate agent. All right. The mortified husband and wife surveyed more than 20 people in the airport to ask if they did have a bad smell. And they all answered no, according to the lawsuit. An airline employee took a woman's number from her bag tag, then harassed her via text. The lawsuit said, man, the flight took off without them in their luggage, diapers, car seat and stroller still on board, according to the complaint. Now, that that if that happened, that is that is wrong. You know, American Airlines should get sued just for that alone. According to court records, the pilot violated the Adler's contractual right to the flight, all because the couple and their child were flying while Orthodox Jews and having the guts to make a complimentary request. All right. Let me just say this real quick. I used to fly all the time. There was never two weeks that went by I wasn't on the plane going somewhere. And I'm going to tell you, in my time, I've seen, to my recollection after I read this story, not one, not two, maybe three people get booted off planes because people were complaining about their body odor. By the way, I didn't notice any of them to be Jewish. I knew one guy was clearly an African dude because of his his accent. Um, another guy was a guy that was reeking of vomit and alcohol. They, he was a white guy. They kicked him off. He, I didn't see a yarmulke, none of that. And another time that I saw some people get kicked off, they were reeking of marijuana. I'm pretty sure it's been more times than that. But let me tell you why I don't believe this family. First of all, who asks a pilot for a pair of headphones as soon as you walk through the door of a plane? Who does that? I mean, I've flown a lot and I've never done it. Have it get, raise your hand if you've ever walked on a plane and the first thing out of, remember, they said out of their own mouths they were just five minutes into it, right? Raise your hand if you walked on a plane and you have asked a pilot who may or may not be standing by the front for some headphones. Not the stewardess, the pilot. I'm sorry I don't believe that. Now let's go a little bit deeper. What people are afraid to say is this. A lot of people will tell you that people from certain cultures, that hygiene is not on the top of their list as a, I guess, I guess in comparison maybe to th that person's hygiene, right? Now, I'm from New York City. 
I can't tell you how many times I've got in a Middle Eastern cab that smelt really bad. And I can't tell you how many times I've went into a corner store with Middle, Middle Easterners that I was very cool with that smelt really bad and how many times I gave somebody that that clearly didn't bathe. Whether that's the culture or not, I wouldn't be shocked if that particular person was asked to leave a flight. I've been around Jewish people that clearly had not bathed. I've been around some African people that clearly have not bathed. I've been around some black and white Americans that clearly have not bathed. I find it hard to believe. Oh, and you motherfuckers listening, y'all know the deal. See, the problem with this society is you are all thinking to yourself, hey, this story might be true. You know what Mr. Moody said about some of our African brothers is actually true. What he said about some of our Middle Eastern brothers is actually true. But you can't say it because you'll get in trouble for it. By the way, I probably will too. <laughs> There's a difference in the level of give a fuck that we all have about getting in trouble though, isn't there? Play that Dilla. Hmm. When you're an avid traveler, it's hard to pull one over on you. I've seen people get booted off the airplane for being drunk, for being too high and reeking. I've seen people too loud get kicked off the airplane. I have seen racism on airplanes. In my personal experience, the most racism I have ever had while flying was Delta. No, I'm not saying Delta is a racist airline. I'm saying my experience has been with Delta. So I know racism exists, and I can certainly imagine that anti-Semitism exists as well. But I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that this couple or this man was probably heavy odorous. Because why? why is the airline? Okay, let me ask you a question. So they pulled you off of this flight. They accommodated you with a free hotel room, another flight. I don't know what else they accommodated them with. Now, it is fucked up that that flight left with their luggage. That's not hot. I don't know what that's about. This is a story that I didn't get around to confirming. Did they really leave with the luggage or not? I'm going to try to shorten my speech on that. If the airline did that, that is a that is a made that is a super duper problem because you put them in a hotel and they don't have anything they need for their child. I don't know about that. Maybe there'll be a follow-up to this story. I don't know what y'all are thinking, but I'm betting that the couple was odorous. Not because they're Jewish, just because they probably stink. You know, it's messed up because I, man, Sean Garvey is somewhere right now. Sean Garvey is sitting there fucking shitting bricks right now. Boy, Sean Garvey got more sweat on his forehead now than Michael Jordan after a six-overtime game. He's like, is my leadoff hitter, is my is one of my big dogs getting ready to fuck everything up? No, Sean Garvey, I'm not. Yo, Sean, play that Dilla. Don't worry about your job, boy. There's plenty of employment up here. I told you I'm the only one that ever get fired. Some people carry body odor, y'all. I've seen it all in my travel days. I've seen a man sneeze in his hand, yellow phlegm, and wipe it on the back of the passenger seat. 
I've seen a woman with her young son while the, the plane was in the air. He had the pee pee. She didn't feel like taking him to pee pee. She pulled his little wiener out and let him pee in a can. I've sat next to some funky people. I've asked to get up and move, and, or and I or I've tolerated if there was no place for me to go. So it's I'm not saying this family's right or wrong. I'm not saying that they're lying. I'm just telling you guys in my opinion, and my opinion does not necessarily reflect the views of Beat Break 87 FM. That I kind of believe the airlines here. I don't think it's because they're Jew. That would be suicide, not that race. See, racists are dumb. So racists wouldn't be thinking deep enough like, let's not diss these Jewish people just because they're Jewish. I don't believe that. I think they were probably actually reeking. And for those of you that travel, one thing you know, that smell will go throughout the whole cabin. Oh my God. Especially if you're back there in coach, God bless you all. They have to get you off the flight. So family, let's make an agreement. Let's follow this back up, shall we? Y'all want to do that? Ring the bell for following it up. Play that dealer, young boy. We're going to follow this up. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I think that couple was stinking. I'm going to save this article. I'm going to save this link. Any of you that want the link so you can read it for yourself, hit me up at 386-5331 with the text or hit me on social media on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody Show. I'll put it up for y'all, all right? Y'all think about that. <laughs> I have more dumb shit news, but I'm just saying, man. That was enough. What y'all think? Let me know. 678-386-5331, the Jeff is Moody Show on Instagram. We will be right back. Ooh, we'll be right back, family, with five reasons not to have sex with you on the Jeff is Moody Show. We'll be right back. Young Sean? I'm rolling with the airlines on this one, Mike. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. Young Sean, man, I don't care what they say. I'm going to tell you right now. People are thinking things. And we just live in a society that whether you tell the truth or not, you're going to get in trouble for saying something, right? So I just get in trouble for y'all. Ain't none of y'all motherfuckers losing y'all gig for me. I already know that. <laughs> Yo, you just act like I believe that. Yo, I believe the airlines, right? Y'all just hit me up like I told y'all. I believe the airlines on this. Not because you're Jewish. Shit. All right? We're going to follow that one up. Yo, it is time to talk about the five reasons to not have sex with you. Young Sean, I'm going to need you to play that dealer, and you will probably put your hands over your ears at some point in time. Follow instructions. Before you put your hands over your ears, take a sip of your Kool-Aid. Ring the bell for your Kool-Aid. We got to keep it moving. All right, you ready? So, family, last week uh, on on FB, Instagram, around and about, I asked people to give me three reasons they wouldn't have sex with somebody, right? Now, keep in mind, this doesn't include you had already in the engaged in sex and realize you can't go through with it. What would make you not have sex with somebody from the gate? All right. So, I do have to tell the FB crowd. So, I'm in a couple of groups uh, on FB. 
right? And a lot of the administrators and a lot of the people that run the group, they are graceful enough to let me post my promotionals in there, right? Now, there are a couple of you from FB. I just don't know. I know I saw some responses. I can't find them. And because I'm pressed for time, we, we'll pick it up next week. I'll do it as fan feedback, y'all, because we are doing uh, family feedback next week, all right? So if you don't hear, if you listen to this show, which you should be, play Adela, and you don't hear your shit, it, it, I, I'm not igging you. I just have to have more time to find it, okay? So with that being said, let me dig up what I did find on FB. Let me dig up what we have on Instagram. Let me dig up on the text and all that stuff, all right? Five reasons to not have sex with you. My brother from another mother, Jiggy Bland on FB. What up, Jiggy B? Camden, New Jersey in the house. What up, Camden? What up, Jeter family, Davis family? What up, Blandins? Yo, Sid, Marlene, what up? All my nephews and all that up there. What up, man? Turtle and all that. Sup? Love y'all, man. Jiggy Bland said, what up, Jig? Jiggy Bland says uh, three reasons for him. Uh, bad looking teeth. You don't give head. And body odor. Ring the bell. I'm going to tell you. Uh, the teeth, yes. The body odor, yes. Um, will I have sex with you if I find out you don't give head straight off rip? Yeah. I mean, if you're attractive if I'm, and I'm feeling you like that, head is not necessarily a requirement the first time out. Jig, I probably hit it um, um, even if she didn't give head. We're going to have issues long term if she doesn't give head, but I ain't thinking in relationship terms. We're just talking about, you know, for me, we're just talking about a sexual experience. So that's Jiggy B. Callie Born D on the text. She says, arrogance based off of social status or material items. Ring the bell for that. Body odor and too hairy. I have more, of course. All right, Callie, you can send the rest of them. I'll read them next week. All right, body odor seems to be the thing. You know, it's a great segue from the last segment. Callie Born, is it is it Jewish body odor? Is it African-American or African body odor? Is it Asian body odor? What kind of body odor? Because we got to be specific when we say body odor nowadays so we don't get in trouble. Mr. Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins, I don't even know who you are, but thank you for listening. Even more importantly than that, thank you for responding, my man. Um, um, ring the bell for Mr. Jenkins. Uh, I'll play that deal for Mr. Jenkins. What up? Mr. Jenkins is a lot like me. He says fake tits and ass. Too sassy unemployed or unambitious no i don't even want to smash you period if you don't have a fire lit up under your ass salute sir facts too many too many too many dope women out here to just be banging a cute bum (laughs) tanya p says what up tanya p man i'm ringing this bell a lot man some of my peeps right here mr jenkins welcome to the family tanya p says unemployed with no drive Bad body odor, too much arrogance with false confidence. Now, listen, Tanya P says unemployed with no drive. Uh, Mr. Jenkins said unemployed or unambitious. You know, there's like a theme here. All right, on Instagram, silent underscore poet. What up, bro, bro? 
She has a man. She is going to fall in love. She wants you to be her man. Now, Silent Poet is 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 clearly thinking like a one night stand or something. And you know, if you if you get that, if he give you that pipe, ladies, y'all gonna be sprung. And you don't want to sleep with you. You don't even want to get it started. You know what I'm saying? Big up, brethren. Gotta get you on, man. King Dot Delk. What up, King? Uh, he goes, haven't seen her test results. Ring the bell. Yo, can I tell y'all something? Back in the day before, I, whenever I was about to get serious with a chick, but we were kind of exclusive for the most part, we always went and took STD uh, tests, y'all. Always. Yo, er, yo, yo, King Dot a lot of people, they, not, they don't think that deeply. Facts on that. All right. So he says, haven't seen the financial statement and hadn't met the family yet. Damn, King Dodell, you trying to get married or some shit? <laughs> Damn, fam, you get married? <laughs> yo, I love you, kid, man. King Dodell, that's my man Earl, man. What love to you and the queen, bro. Congrats, man. That man, you talking about making strides in the world? Man, listen. All right, y'all. All right. So let me give y'all my five. All right. Number one is bad hygiene. I don't care if it's your vagina, breath, teeth, hair, your body odor. You got dirty hair. You got dandruff. Yo, let me tell you something. The way I view sex, I'm never pressed. I'm not one of them dudes that you're going to entice with twerking and tight clothes. and all. It doesn't work. I'll be looking at you like you crazy. Because I'm not pressed. It's too easy to get some quality sex. So I feel like I don't really have to settle for anything. You, I think three times in my life, y'all, I have got with a young lady and we were in that pull that panty off stage and I and I pulled it off and, and, and all hell broke loose in between them legs. All trash, trash juice, garbage disposal, dump truck. Uh-uh. And a woman with stink breath, yo, I understand. Some people got halitosis or whatever the case is. Carry a mint, carry some gum, fix that. Go to the, go to the, fix that. And a woman with bad body, yo, just period, just no. That's number one for me. Now listen, number two for me is bad attitude. You don't know how to act in public. You, you got that hood rat shit in you. You drink but can't hold your liquor. I don't like a I don't like a neck popping set. I don't like going out with a woman that catch an attitude with everybody we encounter. The waiter, the people here, the people that I ain't with that. I ain't with all that. What you looking at? Fuck is that bitch look? I ain't with that. I ain't with that. You can't carry yourself like a queen. I'm not gonna have interest in getting physical with you. I don't care how cute you are either. Ladies, I'm telling y'all, it's a lot a lot of non-desperate men out here nowadays. Y'all tell us to step it up. Y'all motherfuckers better step it up. Men just ain't pressed nowadays, I'm telling y'all. There's a lot of thirsty niggas out here. Lord. There's a lot of people that's not, ladies. Big button to smile just don't work like it used to. Number three, a cigarette smoker. Enough said. That goes to, for me, cigarette smoking kind of falls in bad hygiene. You smoke a cigarette, I have no interest whatsoever to sleep with you listen to me family i am 50 years old 
I have slept with one woman that smoked cigarettes in all of my life. And when we slept together the first time, believe it or not, as much as I could detect nicotine, I didn't smell it on her. Because she said she had uh, kicked the bucket, you know, not kicked the bucket, she had kicked it for two weeks. And then she, we, I'll never forget, Virginia Beach. We did it. She went out on the little balcony thing and lit a ciggy. I was like, hey, what part of the game is this? What are you doing? She was like, oh, I just did it. I said, oh, man. We didn't do it again for that weekend. She was pissed. We left a day early. Facts. And I was young. I was at that stage where you'd be like, he's still going to hit that. Cigarette smoking ladies, your ass is out of here. Number four. Petty and trifling as hell, but I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Bad foot game. Ladies, I understand it's not your fault, but primarily if your toes are fucked. If you if you got 10 razors on your foot, I'm not, I, it might not be your fault. If your toes look like you a world-class kickboxer, and the only thing that you've been practicing is kicking, with the toes specifically, it may not be your fault. Uh-uh. If you got more corn than a goddamn uh, field, may not be your fault. You got bunions on your toe. If you can bam a nail in a piece of wood with your toe, it ain't your fault. Now, some of y'all are ruining your feet because you got a size 8, uh, a 9, a 10, and you shove them in a the size 7 end up fucking your toes up. I get it. See some of these pictures of these beautiful women online and stuff? And um, Now, I'm not one to watch. Twerking does nothing for me. But, you know, I come, I'm come. i in a couple of groups where they have pictures of beautiful women. A lot of them are fully dressed. Hey, that's sexy. But, man, I'm telling you, you get a close-up on them toes? Be goddamn like that vanity of Apollonia 6 with, with hammer time. I'm sorry, ladies. I know it's petty and I don't have perfect feet. Please believe me. I'm not, I'm, I am open to be judged like I'm judging you. Ugly feet, and I know it in advance. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Now we in love, and 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 your toes are not perfect. That's a different thing. But I'm just talking about on a physical level, us getting together can't do it. Ugly toes is a no-no. I just don't need the booty that bad. Number five, fake body parts. I'm like Mr. Jenkins. I am 150% unattracted to anything that is fake from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet give it to me all natural with the only exception being there's some medical reason that you need something i i get that some women have to get breast reduction because they have bad backs you understand what i'm saying there's a lot of reasons that people may wear a wig or have a contact or do something but I'm talking about if there's nothing really functionally wrong with you and you're just vain and you're well, I be looking at some of these chicks with these fake asses. And I'm like, I know she stinks. I know her ass stinks because she can't even reach her arm all the way back there to wipe her ass. Young Sean, play that Dilla. I ain't lying. Don't even put your hands over your ear. As you get older, we ain't going to be putting your hands over your ears all the time, boy. Young Sean, don't date a chick that can't wipe her ass. You ain't gonna like that, kid. You ain't gonna like that. 
Now look, that was my five. Oh yo, and I'm gonna give y'all a bonus one, but we gonna do no 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 no. Let me just save my let me save my bonus for next week. All right, that was my five. Fake body parts, bad foot game, cigarettes, bad attitude, bad hygiene. Next week on Fan Feedback, I'm going to ask this question again during the week. I'm going to try to find the joints from FB that I could not locate, and we're going to include all of them on uh, Family Feedback next week. So, family, I got more. I know y'all got more, but these were the first five, all right? Once again, Fan Feedback next week. You all can continue to give me your three reasons to not have sex with a woman or man. Text me at 678-386-5331 or hit me on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody Show. We will be right back with a quick gym message when we return. The FB Post of the Week is not getting done this week. It will be included with the feedback next week. Gym message up next. You're listening to the Jeff is Moody Show. And yeah. I'm about late for the goddamn Super Bowl party that I'm co-hosting, doing all this shit for y'all. You're welcome. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Hey, family, man, what's up? Kings, queens, brothers, sisters, all my people. It is I, Jeff is Moody. And um, I got another gym message for you. You know, I decided that every week or maybe every other week, I would just drop you guys a quick message from Jim. Of course, as you guys know, Jim stands for Jeff is Moody. So when you hear Jim, when you hear the Jim show, you already know what it is. So what I wanted to talk to you guys really briefly about this week is support. Uh, I want to explain to you why when you set out on a venture, you know, especially for my, my, my super duper entrepreneurs and even people in this field of internet radio, uh, terrestrial radio even, and podcasting or whatever you may be doing, even if you're doing a written blog, you know, it's very important that you support the pairs that you respect. It's very important that you give people genuine support you know even and when I say genuine like it is good to surround yourself around people that you really want to see win I understand that in every business sometimes you gotta fake the funk I get it but for your spiritual well-being I would suggest that you find people that are kind of like-minded to you right they may not have the same inventions or they may not have the same content or whatever you guys are into as you do. But if you guys are like-minded as far as support and motivation and elevation and being the best that you can be, you can always be there for each other. All right. It is not competition to support someone that is doing the same thing as you are doing. You are not taking away from yourself when you support someone that may be doing a little better than you. And you get that defense mechanism of yours, it may be kicking in and going, man, if I wasn't spending so much time showing them love, then I would get more love. Yo, listen, kings, queens, don't ever think like that. Wish everyone well. Because you're, listen, don't try to make uh, enemies in any industry. Because you're going to get those naturally. You know, and you will either learn to wade in the water with them, you will you will learn to coexist with them, 
or you will learn to eliminate them. It's one or the other. Me personally, I tend to wish everybody well. Now, here's the thing about support. As much as I talk about giving support, one thing that you need to stay balanced with is not getting disappointed or downtrodden when you don't get an abundance of support or when you don't get the kind of support that you think you are worthy of. Listen, let me tell you something right now. This show does well. It really does. I mean, today's show is going to do great even though I bit half of my tongue off. Even though I'm rushing out to go co-host a Super Bowl party that I'm now officially late for. Yeah, it's Monday, but I told y'all at the beginning of the show, I had to pre-cut this one. I did it as close to Monday as I could, right? Believe it or not, family, I don't get a lot of social media support. I get incredible word of mouth support, but I don't get virtual support on social media like I, I, I don't have a lot of followers on Instagram. I don't have a lot of friends on Facebook or anything. You know, I, you know, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm not a very likable guy on social media. You know, a lot of people tell me that I, I have the personality to have all the followers and support I want, but I don't do the right things, whatever that may be. I never worry about it. I never get upset about it. It never bothers me when I, I post something and a lot of people, they don't respond. It never bothers me when I promote my show and you got, you, like, you have, I'm like, nobody's, nobody even read it. Nobody even looked at it. The reason I don't get upset about that stuff is because I believe in me and I'm not worried about it. And you know, one thing about support, if you stay true to yourself and if you stick to your guns as well as you do, people will come aboard, right? And don't act like a big baby and go, y'all wasn't here when I was struggling, uh, 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 so I ain't got y'all now. Don't turn away your new supporters because they didn't ride with you at first. That's just the nature of man. Sometimes people just don't believe in what you're doing until they see it blow up. You know, we're, we're a very programmable society. So my message to people coming in the game or my message to people that may be doing something and you're starting to get frustrated because it's not working and nobody is listening and that book you wrote is not selling the way that you you thought your self-published book would, would go and in the independent music you put out it's not selling the amount of units that you thought it would or or you got your education and not everybody is offering you a job or you know like you're wishing all of your people good luck with their relationships and you're not getting the same shit back don't even worry about that just stay focused. Now, if you listen to the show from the beginning, one thing that I talked about is that everybody run in the same race, but there can be different winners. So do not lose your mind over support. I remember when I first started podcasting, one of the biggest frustrations for podcasters was I'm doing all of this work and ain't nobody listening. Don't worry about it. Fuck it. You got to do it because you love it. Listen, I love doing this. It takes incredible amount of, it takes an incredible amount of my time. It is an inconvenience a lot. I do it on the run. I do my show from anywhere because I can't, I don't have the time to drive and go sit in the studio and record the Jeff is Moody show. 
But I do it because I love it. I do it because I know I'm gifted at it. And I do it because I know if I stick to my guns and I know if I give people proper support, I know that karmically, I will get the support and all the success that I deserve. So family, don't knock yourself out. Don't go super duper crazy over support. Just stay focused. No matter what you're doing in this world, don't let anybody talk you down. Don't let anybody tell you that your idea is not a good one. Listen to constructive criticism, but don't get so deeply into it that it throws you off. Because you got people that love you, they're trying to tell you the right thing, and you got people that'll say anything to you to make sure that you're not reaching for the dreams that they were afraid to reach for. Support, family. Give it. Be genuine with it. Wish everybody well. And if you don't get it back from them, just make sure that you support yourself. It can happen. I wish you well. Good luck. I believe in you, and I know you can do it. It's a gym message, y'all. We'll be right back with something. I just don't know what it is. Young Sean, let's get out of here. Hey, by the way, Young Sean, I support you, young brother. I love you, nephew. Let's go. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Hey, family, welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. Young Sean, I mean what I say. Support your young boy, especially if you keep playing that Dilla. Man, I no matter what you do, I got your back, uh, nephew. You heard what I said, man? Y'all hear what I said? Support. Support. And don't beg for it. You don't need to beg. Just get the job done. I want to talk about couples that argue. Because I want to I want to shed some light on, on the rest of, of, the, of the world. Because, you know, this is an interesting article that I read. And and uh, people tend to look at couples that bicker a lot. Like, damn, they don't get along at all. They are always bickering amongst each other. And apparently, couples that, that argue and fight a lot, not physically fight, like knock each other the fuck out or nothing like that, fam. They really love each other. Apparently... They got more love for each other than couples that hold everything inside. All right, so so listen. When the show started today, I was telling you how kooky you daters are. I think you are a bunch of weirdos. I don't think all of you are weirdos, but I think enough of you are weirdos with your weirdo expectation and your weirdo double standards that I can say something about it. Maybe y'all want to listen to this. And if you're a couple and y'all are sitting there like, oh man, you know, we always going back and forth. We always going at it. Hey man, listen to this. All right. This article goes on to say that scientists claim that couples who fight a lot really love each other. According to recent surveys, 44% of married couples believe that fighting more than once a week helps <laughs> helps them to keep healthy and productive relationships for a long time. And I know they use a word like when you say fighting, you know what I'm saying? It just seems so drastic, but they don't mean it like that. All right. In fact, couples who argue often, but all always in a peaceful manner are more likely to stay together because despite all the small misunderstandings, they know that their love is true and sincere. Okay. Okay. 
Now, this is from Brightside, y'all, all right? I guess it's like an institution that studies relationships and stuff like that. We at Brightside learned why fighting from time to time can be good for your relationship. All right, everybody, listen up and you're welcome in advance. For all my bickerers out there, all right? Me and my wife are bickerers. She's usually wrong. I'm usually right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not lying. She's going to tell you I'm lying? Miss Moody, don't be bullshitting the people. Play that dealer, young Sean, because I'm in, I'm in hot shit now. You see, you see how a hot mic could ruin your life, young Sean? I'm in all kind of trouble right now. I can see my auntie Paulette. Next time we take a family road trip, you see her telling Sean, you're going to let him talk to you like that. I'm usually right. She's usually wrong. That's all I'm saying. All right? Yeah, Miss Moody, I said it. All right. So, number nine. Fighting is a sign of a mature relationship. Constant conflict avoidance is definitely not the best way to build a long-lasting relationship. On the contrary, if you're able to speak your mind clearly when arguing, it means that you're ready to take your love to another level. Mature people don't resort to personal attacks or yelling either. Instead, they always try to reach a compromise and improve their relationship with the help of a healthy argument. All right. Now, I got to keep it real with y'all. What's a good argument without a personal attack? (laughs) I mean, what's it? Like, listen, why, why, what's a nice way, like, what's a good argument without one jab? Are you serious? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just let me keep reading it. Y'all listen. Y'all listen. Fighting means you care. Of course, it would be much easier to just turn a blind eye to some of your partner's habits that drive you crazy. But the fact that you're ready to withstand all the pain and discomfort of fighting to get a better result in the future may be a sign of your true love. In other words, arguing means that you're more committed. Just remember, how often do you fight with your parents or siblings? The same goes for your partner. If you argue a lot and always get over it, this means that you see the bigger picture with your loved ones. Huh? Y'all listening? Hold on, young Sean, we got an issue. Hold on, young Sean, we got an issue. Hold on, brother. Hold on, fam. Got that under control right there. Y'all listening to that? How often do you fight with your significant other and you get over it? You know what I'm saying? Rather than carry it forever. That may be a sign that you see the bigger picture with your loved one. Here's another one. Fighting makes your connection stronger. When you're arguing with your partner, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. The most valuable thing is that you learn a lot about each other and even more importantly about yourself. Small conflicts help both of you reveal your true nature and show your partner how to deal with it. And if you manage to overcome all the challenges together, you will learn how to compromise and strengthen the bond between you. Oh my! Yo, all my people out there that squabble. See, y'all thought y'all shit was over? You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what? I got to tell y'all something, man. I'm learning something from this shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, no, no. I know y'all think I'm being the smart ass. Play that dealer, young Sean. I'm not being the smart ass. Learning something from this shit. You know, and plus I'm always right. And it, you know. As the authority that's always right, I hope my wife is listening to this. Mrs. Moody, I hope you're listening to this and you're seeing the light. I hope you're seeing the error of your ways. <laughs> hey, yeah, Sean, play that dealer. Play that dealer and, and get a comforter in, in the pillow because I'll be sleeping here tonight. <laughs> Number four, fighting relieves your resentment. Believe it or not, y'all. Being in a relationship is not that easy. If you care about your partner, you always have to flex your boundaries. And if they don't do the same for you, you may start feeling resentment. Not standing your ground when it comes to things that are important to you may make your partner think that they can have whatever they want. And your resentment will only grow. That's the road to an unhealthy relationship. The best way to deal with this problem is to let your negative feelings out and show your partner that you're both equals with your own needs. Damn it, that's another good one. I'm gonna tell y'all something right now. I know the Jeff is Moody show is a roller coaster of emotion. I know that I'm beautifully bipolar. I know that I'm all over the place. And I'm gonna tell y'all something. It's a good thing that I am. Cause where else are you gonna go and get this information? Huh? You're welcome. Play that dealer, young Sean. Here's another one. Fighting means you're more likely to stay together. According to some studies, the biggest mistake that couples usually make is avoidance. We often feel that something is wrong but say nothing. And this poor communication becomes the most common reason for breaking up. Although you may believe that discussing sensitive issues won't do any good for your relationship, that's actually not true. Fighting allows you to focus on your problems and to solve them before they become too large. That's why couples who argue together stay together for longer periods of time. Well, goddamn, take them to school, Jeff. Young Sean, you listening, young boy? You see what happens when I don't make you cover your ears? Oh, next week's show, you're going to have to cover your ears. This week's show, you, I'm dropping jewels. Welcome. Number two, fighting reveals your passion. Some couples really, I don't is this number two? Hell, I don't know what number this is, y'all. Fighting reveals your passion. It's just a two behind fighting. <laughs> Some couples really enjoy intense arguments because they increase their hormone levels. Subconsciously, those people know that fighting is just a sign of their passion and their disagreement would end up being an even more passionate makeup. Okay, I'm not with this shit. If you want to keep your relationship strong and thriving, it's necessary to let your emotions out from time to time rather than to hold them in. But don't forget to finish any argument in a positive way. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yo, family, one more. Yo, all your couples that was arguing, and y'all look, are you are you looking at your mate any different? Huh? Are you looking at it with a little more appreciation, folks? Huh? Are you grateful? Are you grateful for me? Are you grateful for me? No? No, not really? Still looking at your lady? Still looking at your husband like he's an asshole? Okay, no problem. I know that's how Mrs. Moody's still looking at me. But I'm just saying. I think this is education. Fighting saves you from boredom. 
Even if you've been together for several years, there will always be some things you don't agree on. And that's not bad at all. Constructive conflicts may fuel the spark of your relationship and make it more exciting. Just imagine how boring your love would be if you both always agreed on everything. Now that's true. So don't don't panic next time you feel that there's going to be an argument between you and your loved one. Instead, try to make it beneficial for your relationship and future life together. All right. So always important to remember that there's a difference between good fighting and bad fighting. And only the good one can be beneficial for your relationship. All right. All right. All right. All right, man. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I got to go. Good. No, 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 give me a little bit. Look, give me a little bit. Um, here's some pieces of advice you should follow to turn your argument into a productive discussion. All right, family, listen, because this is helping all of us right now. Respect each other. You're both human beings with your own weak points. So don't hit below the belt and put pressure on things that might irreversibly hurt your partner. I ain't into irreversibly hurting my partner, but I will hit below the belt like a motherfucker. Did you hear me, young Sean? Play that Dilla out. Goddamn kick below that belt that belt I kick that belt from the bottom and knock it off <laughs> apologize if you were wrong admitted it Miss Moody apologize if you were wrong admit it and say that you're sorry this small action won't make you feel weaker on the contrary to show your partner that you still care about them young Sean I'm in so much trouble hey babe you know I'm not I'm just you know I'm just trying to educate the people roll with your man here you know take these words and, and, and look at them as love Stick to your point. Never bring up the experience of your previous relationship or your partner's mistakes that you've already let go. You have only one point to talk about, so be precise. I'm a little guilty of this than a motherfucker, so I'm not, I'm gonna, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't like kicking the gift horse when it's down, and as I'm getting older, I'm learning how to shut up and not say much, but but still get my point across. But I will say that, okay, all right, that one right there. That one right there. As I try to work my way back on the mattress and off the couch. <laughs> Play it though. Don't appeal to third parties. Don't bring your friends or relatives into your arguments. All right. And family, that was fighting amongst couples. So ladies, listen. I just want to, I want to say that you're all welcome. But listen to me real quick. The next time that your man or your husband or somebody walk up to you and go uh, like something like, yo, all that shit you talking about, man, shut the fuck up, my nigga. Fuck wrong with you. Ladies, don't get mad. That man love you. <laughs> yeah, sure, do they listen still? Hello? Anybody there? <laughs> Fellas. Next time you and your lady get into it and she talk about the size of your penis. Or, or, or how small your paycheck is. Or your gut that's sticking over your belt to the point where it's almost touching your kneecaps. And she calls you a bitch ass. Just understand, that's the same woman that'll ride or die. Because fighting is good. Now, now with me saying all of this, just let me remind y'all of something. Be mature about this shit. Putting your hands on each other is not good. Making violent threats towards each other is not good. 
But this shit is very valid to me because people that bicker, I have found some of the most bickering couples in the fucking world have been together forever. Ladies and gentlemen, you are goddamn welcome. I think we're coming back with the world's most trifling, but I mean, damn. See, when you when you get a different perspective on things, ladies and gentlemen, fighting is good. Just make sure y'all intelligent about it, all right? Fellas, test that shit out tonight. Walk up to your lady. You listen to the show with your lady right now, tell her to shut the fuck up. See how that works for you. Uh, hit me back next week um, if you're still alive. <laughs> it's Jeff's Moody Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> you're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show family. And as this Jeff is Moody flight prepares for a safe landing, I want to thank you guys for joining us for yet another week. Whether you are on episode 48 or whether you have just joined us this week, let me let you know that even when I bite my tongue halfway off and even when we're pressed for time, we still give you authenticity. And I hope you guys felt that. I hope you hear it. And I hope you spread the word about it. I, I am perfectly imperfect. And um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in with us. You know, I have very quick, uh, two very quick segments for you today. Not only because I need them to be quick, but because they don't take much saying. First, we're going to do the World's Most Trifling People Award. And that's going to be followed up by the polar opposite of trifling in the next and last segment. So let's talk about the World's Most Trifling People Award. Family, as you all know, trifling comes in all shapes, colors, genders, and forms. Trifling also comes in all degrees of seriousness or hilarity. This segment is a crockpot of trifling. From all points of egregious to every point of foolery. Fool, look, foolery. Fool, my pronunciation is trifling. Every point of foolery imaginable. Every week, uh, ring the bell for my tired tongue. Every week and sometimes bi-weekly, I will read one to three examples of trifling human beings. Then I'll choose a winner at the end. You know, I only have two contestants for this week's The World's Most Trifling. One is the Republican Senate. And not that I'm into Republicans or Democrats. I think all politicians are evil. I think they are all the devil. Um, I am guilty of voting for the lesser of two evils, although I do a gang of research before I vote. Uh, but one thing that I like to say is that the, America is supposed to be built on patriotism and the Constitution and law. America has long has shown us that, you know, justice is not blind at all. America is more known for its racism than its advancements at many points in time. But this time, with this president, we have a Senate that blatantly shattered the Constitution and blatantly co-signed breaking the law. With no regard for the Constitution or all of these American values that they swore to uphold, this is a Republican Senate who said before this all started, we're not cooperating. We're not going to be impartial. We're going to be partial. This is a Republican Senate that were they was allowed, even after making that statement, they were allowed to put their hands on the Bible and swear to being impartial. Donald Trump has done one good thing for all of us, and he's let us know 
that criminality is the way in America. This is not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's not a left or right thing. It is a corruption thing. They have let it be known that the president of the United States does not have checks and balances. He is above the law. And whether you are a brainless, sheepless, sheeple, Trump cult member, or whether you are totally against Trump, if you don't think that you and your children will pay severely for this presidency, you are wrong. They are contestant number one. Really quickly, contestant number two is TMZ. The publication and the outlet that and, and, and they are actually considered credible now, but they lack credibility. And I understand that this is business because this is the entertainment business. But one thing is, when your soul is so lost and so gone that you decide to be the bearer of bad news, which you know breaks journalistic integrity, it breaks reporting integrity. When TMZ can be credible and when they can be powerful for being nothing more than just a scandalous individual on social media with a billion followers. Uh, TMZ, you, I've long thought that you were classless, but not just because this is Kobe Bryant, but because it would be anybody. You know, this, this rush that we have to be the bearer of bad news, maybe nobody that I can remember since Wendy Williams has been so eager to report bad news other than TMZ. And I don't respect you and I don't need to. I'm just a nobody in your eyes. But I am a man with a platform and an opinion. It may grow, it may not. But you are what you are in my opinion. So who is this week's winner? Well, this week's winner is the Senate. Because for those of you that are saying, you're president, by the way. Ha, ha, ha. We won. We won. You will suffer from this presidency more than you can ever imagine. Laugh now, cry later. Republican Senate, you win. Democratic Congress, fuck you too. We'll be right back with the polar opposite of Trifling. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, welcome back. And guess what? We are about to touch down safely on Jeff is Moody Airlines. Before we close the show out, uh, I do want to hit you with the polar opposite of trifling. You know, family, it's true. The world is full of trifling people. But let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the polar opposite of trifling. As I stand here on my way out of the show and out of the door, I am reminded that next week I'm going to have such a great segment on the show as we discuss our matriarchs, the strong, powerful women that have, have birthed our families and raised us and guided us and given us uh, uh, so much instruction and, and made us who we are today as adults. We're going to talk about my beloved grandmother and Sean Garvey's beloved grandmother and my wife's beloved grandmother. And we're going to talk about our mothers and just strong women. As I excitedly prepare for that next week, I wanted to close out my Kobe chapter this week with the polar opposite of trifling. And who I want to give the polar opposite of, of trifling award to 
is each and every one of you that is still holding on to your humanity. Each and every one of you that resist gossip. Each and every one of you that don't want to be the first one to deliver bad news. Each and every one of you that no matter how you personally feel about someone, you would never joke about the death of multiple families. You don't find it funny. You don't find it humorous. Let me tell you something. We need you. Your type, my type, our type. We are dwindling in the world, a desensitized world, a cold world, an unemotional world. In a world full of stalkers and underachievers who think that they're actually putting people down when they don't understand they are obsessive fans of those people. When someone is doing you wrong and you stay on their case, that's a difference. When someone has done nothing to you and you hate them for no apparent reason, you're stalking. You just don't understand that you are. When you hear us stay on Donald Trump, we have a valid reason. But even I don't wish for the death of the president. I don't wish for anything bad to happen to anyone in this family physically. You see, my personal opinion and my political opinion and what I know he's doing to destroy this country and the future of our children, that makes me stay on this case and want to expose everything that I can. But as a human being, I also understand that karmically, what I wish on someone is likely to come back to me. So with that being said, for those of you that are still in tune with your spirituality, you're in tune with your karma. You are no pushovers. You are no punks or chumps. But you just know that you pray for the best for people. And you don't sit back and wait for the worst. You don't want to be the king or queen of social media. You don't want to be the one that when you come in the door, everybody knows you got somebody else's name and business in your mouth. You are still rejecting that. You are still looking out for people you don't even know. You still care about life. You still care about love. You still care about humanity. I am here to tell you right now that you are exactly the polar opposite of trifling. And if you're not that kind of person, give it a shot. I swear you like it. You know, the more weeks that I do this show, the more that I realize that my words do matter. They matter. Even if they matter to one or two people, they matter. And I try to use them responsibly while keeping you entertained and giving you a little comedy and hard truth and reality all in the same. But one thing you'll never get from me is to see good people go down. I want to say shame on everybody that does, but this is not about them. This segment is about you. Ladies and gents, if this is you, you are the polar opposite of trifling. And I love you and I appreciate you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the flight has landed. I hope you all enjoyed the show, but make sure you enjoy life even more. Pray for love over hate, peace over war, and don't forget, you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand. Family, my method is madness. You might not appreciate me till I'm gone, but while I'm here, I'm going to talk my shit. The ATL Traffic Mix with DJ Natural is up next. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And thanks for letting me be me. See y'all next week with another hot one. Please stay tuned and keep it locked right here for more outstanding talk and musical programming on Beat Break 87 FM, 
BeatBreakRadioFM.com, and of course, ReachOneNetwork.com. Hey, yo, Sean Garvey, bruh, man, I done bit my tongue in half. <laughs> Didn't even matter. We got another one. See y'all next week. Love y'all. Jeff is Moody. Out. R.I.P. Ron Louder. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87.